What's up, everybody? This is the Great Backlog Slaying Part De. I'm Francisco FGOJR, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's keep going with this list. If you guys didn't know, I have been kind of recounting the games that I've beaten this year, this calendar year of 2021. Of course, that's not a complete list, as I'll probably beat some more games in these last three months of the year already into October, and I need to get to the the rest of the Halo backlog for sure, as I'd like to get through that series, and uh, we'll see what happens from there on out, because there's some stuff on the Switch that I haven't gotten yet, No More Heroes, Metroid, Pokemon Snap, those are some of my radar that I've been looking forward to, I haven't gotten those yet, WarioWare as well, just... Nintendo's probably not going to lower the price on those. And I have been bidding on some games on Shop Goodwill to see if I land some hidden gems, some pricey gems that I can flip later after I play through them. So there's that as well. Just so many games, games, video games. There's just so many. You just There's so much. There's, there's just not enough time. There is not enough time. But there's enough time for me to keep talking about video games right now as I'm driving. Okay. So, last I left, we talked about Along the Edge. I could not give a mini-review of that, but I did go through Tell Me Why, which is a... was it? uh, Don't Nod production. They're the same people that make Life is Strange. So it's a video game pretty much in the same vein where it seems grounded in reality, but there's some supernatural elements that are thrown in there to spice up the story. And this is one of those choose-your-own-adventure type of games as well. So there are multiple endings, multiple paths you can take. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I, I'm, I, I, I may hold off on talking about this one, because this one probably deserves its own review, just because of the style of game. It, it has gotten me interested in the Life is Strange series, as I've only played the prequel to the second game, which is called The Awesome Adventures of Captain... something? Captain... I don't know. Captain Spirit. There we go. Captain Spirit. That's what it was. And that's that's pretty much it. The yeah, I think I'll, I'll, I'll hold off on it. But from the vo- sound of my voice, I, I'm hoping you guys can tell that I enjoyed it, and I think it is worthy of your time. But we'll see why later on. Next, I have uh, well, I have cursed FOAD, which is a free-to-play battle royale game with supernatural elements into it kind of grounded reality as well I, I, I won I had a victory royale in that game so I considered it beaten so that's why it's on there not really going to give you a review on it what's more I'm the battle royale genre of games there I've played many of them already at this point it's spell break and fortnite and this 
this, Chorus Void, and the Super Mario Bros. 35, and gosh, Tetris 99, Pac-Man 99, and really my, the, the enjoyment that I get from them is fleeting. Even when I get a victory, I, I've, I've gotten a, at least one victory in everything except Pac-Man and Fortnite. Those seem to be the only two that I have not been able to have a victory in. And it's funny because Fortnite's the one that I've come back to the most out of all of them. Uh, well, actually, not not really. Super Mario Bros. 35 got me hooked for quite a bit. And same thing as Tetris 99. But I, I won those games. Mario 35 is no longer playable, which is unfortunate. Even for preservationists, that's not possible to play it. And who knows if Nintendo will ever re-release the darn thing again. I would hope so, but... I, Nintendo does weird things, and it's really not a great idea to to think that they'll do something and hope that they'll do it. It's Nintendo. You kind of need to temper expectations with regards to them. It's why we love them, and it's why we get frustrated with them at the same time. But yeah, of course, if you're into Battle Royales, give it a shot. I, I won in my first ever victory. If you check out my Instagram page, you'll see how I won that game. And yeah, there's a reason I haven't come back because, oh boy. But yeah, I'm just not into it. Next, we got Hotline Miami 2. And before that, Hotline Miami, the first one. Those are going to be their own dedicated review because they deserve a review. Those games deserve a review. I probably will combine the two because they, the, the gameplay is similar. They're, I played both of them in the Hotline Miami collection on the Nintendo Switch. And, yeah, they, they, they are worthy of anybody's time and deserve their own review. Next, we got Metroid Samus Returns. I'll have its own review for that as well. Uh, I, it's a Metroid game. I love the Metroid series. I'm, I'm counting the days to dread right now. And, yes, yeah, Samus Returns. A surprise acquisition by me, because I hadn't bought a 3DS game in a bit, but I saw it on Amazon. It was still being sold at its full price, but I knew that being a Metroid game, there's not much of them left. And if I'm going to... If I'm going to play it, I have to play it now before it goes up in price because it came at the end of the 3DS lifespan and I I, I feel like that's, that's one of those games that may jack up in price in the future. Although it, it probably would translate well on the Nintendo Switch if they were ever to use the Metroid Dread engine and just redo it, but you could say the same for pretty much all the Metroid 2D games at this point if they're going to do that, which I wouldn't mind, but probably won't happen, but who knows, uh, but yeah, Samus Returns remake of Metroid 2, which I played before as well on, on the Game Boy, yeah, yeah, it's, it's been a while, but, but getting, being being able to play that game finally was also quite a treat for me. So there you go. And the music. Whoa. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. 
Alright, so Need for Speed Most Wanted is on here now. And I already did a review for that game. It's on this podcast. Go ahead, listen to it. You will you'll you'll hear how much I thoroughly enjoyed that game. And and look, most racing games I'm probably gonna give a good review. Because as much as I'm not into the sim aspect of racing games, I do like the thrill of the racing game. And much like I had said before, with regards to when I played Forza, and I did a review for that, most racing video games look good. Look very good for their hardware, because of just the style of game and the style of, 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 of what they have to render. And and it, it really... It really lends itself for to the developers to utilize the full power of a system. And Need for Speed Most Wanted on the Wii U. That's that's the version that I played, but it's also on the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation. Oh, I don't know why it's not on the PlayStation 3. I believe they've re-released it already now for. PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One Series X and S and the PC. Well, it was a release PC. But yeah, the Wii U. And and I, I don't think it's been re-released for the Nintendo Switch just yet. But Hot Pursuit came on by. So I would believe that Most Wanted would probably be next on that list. Anyways, listen to my review. You'll, you'll get an idea of what I feel about that game. Epic Mickey 2. The power of two. <sighs> I don't know if I'm going to review this game. And really, if I'm going to review a game now, it would most likely have to be paired with the first one. I don't like reviewing games either out of out of sequence from the first game in the series, especially if it's of consequence in the timeline. So it has to be either the first, in order of the games as they released, or in order of the games as they are on the timeline. So for Halo, I did it by, well, Halo Combat Evolved, the first one in the series. and then, But uh, yeah, yeah, that there's... But, like, I did Sonic, Sonic Forces and Sonic Lost World, and although there is some sequential storyline stuff, it's not as important in the Sonic game. Even though, if you're a Sonic fanboy, I guess I could say I'm one, but at this point, they've done so much with regards to the timeline that it doesn't even matter anymore. It just doesn't. It doesn't. They've they've retconned. uh, it, It is what it is. Alright folks, so the next game on the list, we have Fire and Ice, and guess what? You can also go listen to that review. Fire and Ice, a sequel to Solomon's Key? Well, sequel, as regards to the release, but a prequel with regards to the storyline, if you care about that in the very short running series of Solomon's Key. But yes... There you go. Play as Dana and do the things. So, yeah. Go listen to my review for that. 
NES game, but I spent a lot of time with it. Very, very long, actually, compared to a lot of other NES games. And, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed that one, so go listen to that review. Next, Sonic Lost World. I <laughs> did a review for this game, too, and, uh, gosh. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Yeah. I had issues with this game. I just could never get any sense of momentum going with this game. And probably stems from the fact that I'm, for the most part, I'm used to a different handling for Sonic. I usually am expecting him to go fast, and this is one of the few games, aside from Sonic Labyrinth and Sonic Boom, in which Sonic doesn't really go that fast. It, it, it's different. It's different for sure, but the execution, I, I understood the idea of what they were trying to do, but the execution left way, way, way more to be desired, for sure. And go listen to my review for that. And this is from a longtime Sonic fan who's played most of the games in the series, especially the mainline series. So if you're going to trust anybody with regards to the Horghag, it's going to be me. I've been here since 1991. Okay. Next is Yoshi's Woolly World, a game which I'm very surprised I haven't done a review for this yet. It seems like the type of game that I would do a review for, and and honestly, it's probably because of the sporadic nature of how I played it. I played it in bits and pieces over the course of years, and because of that, because of that, Because of that, I never really got a flow going with the game. Not that you can't get a flow with the game. It's it's a Yoshi platformer. Uh, it, it truly has its moments of, of joy, for sure, that keeps it going. But because of, I guess, my, my life situations at the time with regards to being in law school and things like that, and then having to start my career. I've, I've, I think I've sporadically played this game over like four or so time periods and never really stretched it into, okay, I, because when I play video games, I, I, especially if I focus on one, I will sit... Uh, or one or two, maybe even three at the very most, I'll start juggling around. But when it comes to that, it's usually a single-player game, a multiplayer game, and then one of the games that I probably am, like a Splatoon or Smash Brothers or Rocket League, where I'm, I'm continuously playing that anyways, so that's that's fine. But, but this is where... I usually play a single-player game, and I focus on that one solitary game until 
I, I beat it so over the course of however three or maybe even four. It just depends on how long it is. But lately, I've been playing a lot of games that don't go past ten hours. So it, it usually it takes about two, three sit-throughs in order to get through the whole thing. And Yoshi's Woolly World is one of those games that I normally would do it that way, but I did it that way over the course of years. So I never really gotten a sense of the game itself. Look, the art style is fantastic. I played it on the Wii U. It's on the Switch. It, it's true. Is this on the Switch? Yeah, I think it's on. No, wait. Woolly World's not on the Switch. Crafted World is, but I don't think Woolly World is. Huh. Ooh, wait, 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 wait a second. Wait, wait, wait a second. No, everything on this... Everything on the Wii U was re-released, right? No! Wow! So Yoshi's Woolly World was not released on the Switch. It was on 3DS, yes, I, I remember that. But the Wii U and the 3DS, wow! I'm surprised it didn't pop on over to the Switch. It seemed like a no-brainer. Oh, well. You know, <laughs> if Nintendo needs a filler, I feel like Yoshi's Woolly World will probably be it. And it's a good filler, for sure, but I... If I was going to review this, I would have to relook at gameplay and maybe play it myself a bit just to get a flow for it. But co-op is fun. Co-op is fun. I played it co-op and, and things like that. But I, look, this it's a game I would recommend to you, especially if you listen to my Kirby's Epic Yarn review. Same developers. So I, I think that would... It, it is a recommendation for me. If, if you, I probably won't do a review for it though because I never got a chance to truly immerse myself in Yoshi's Woolly World. I had a ton of amiibos that I, I used to get a lot of the costumes in the game and that's about it. I played through it, I beat it, and then I never went back to it, never tried to attempt to get all of the all of the hidden items and things like that, but just, yeah, the way that I played it isn't, it would, I would think it'd be an injustice for me to review it just because of that, so I, I will avoid reviewing it for, for now at least, unless Yoshi's Woolly World Deluxe Edition becomes available for Switch, and they added I don't know. <laughs> they added 10 more hours worth of content where it's basically a, a whole new game. It's like, okay, well, then I'll truly review it then. But no. Metal Gear Solid 5. Oh, boy. Metal Gear Solid 5 was my life for weeks on end. That game took me places... And I did not want to stop playing. Metal Gear Solid 5 is one of those games where it would be an injustice if I didn't do a review for that game. And the Metal Gear series, I'm not through all of them just yet. I've yet to play 2. I've yet to play 3. I know what the storyline is and everything like that. But I've yet to go through them. And I don't have 4. I don't have a means of playing 4. Because I don't have a PlayStation 3, and there's no there's no sign that Konami will re-release 4 in any sort of fashion just yet, because 
it's it's stuck on the PlayStation 3 right now. And I, there's no way for me to access it aside from finding a cheap PS3 and playing it myself just for, I mean I if I find a PS3 that's cheap enough, I would probably get it. Let's say if it's under 50 bucks, get Metal Gear Solid 4 along with it, with one controller. And then I, I would probably take advantage of it from there. And take advantage of any of the free-to-play stuff that they have on there, if there are any. And go from there. But yeah, yeah, essentially the same, the same thing that I'm doing with the Xbox 360 that I have right now. It's the same thing, where I just have games that I... I, I but it's, it's going to be a limited library of games, not not very large. We'll probably say 20 or so games, if I can collect that many, and go through them, play them, hoard them, then sell them. That's, that's my collection style now. It used to be just, it stopped at hoard, and that was it. But now it's it's hoard them until a point where I feel like I can sell them. And I, I don't need them anymore and I can sell them for more than what I bought them for. That's that's my converted way of, of collecting games now. And given my future ambitions, that's probably going to be the way it's gonna be. I don't feel like I would it would do me a justice it would be an injustice if I hoarded a bunch of video games like that because I, I, I feel like I would want. I would need to be in a situation where hoarding that many games would, would be, like having a library, where people that I'm close to and myself continuously played those games. But I was never in that situation. My sister lived near my parents' home where we had all of the games that we've, we have collected over time, and, and we don't play them. We just have them. We just, they are there, and they're just collecting dust or just sitting in boxes, and uh, why, why not take advantage of it right now? I'm, for most games, I'm never going to go through them more than once. For most games, the, the game has to be compelling in some sort of way for me in order to play it all over again. And it, it's various factors of, as to why. But I'm just not gonna do it for many, many games. I'm usually just a one and done and that's it. Once I get through it, I get through it all. Metal Gear Solid Five didn't 100% the game. There's, there's just, there's, I'm just not going to. But I, I got through yeah, so Metal Gear Solid 5, I got through most of it, and it's, it's good, it's good, it's really good. You don't have to wait for my review in order to buy it, but if you want to get through it, you can. But uh, that review is going to be way in-depth, possibly. Uh, I don't even know how would, I would structure it, but I don't think I would make any reviews that go past an hour. It seems like... If, if I do, it's mainly because I'm rambling, but not because of any sort of tons of substance with regards to the game. It, it mainly because I, I I would... Listening to a review for an hour is a long time. And I, I'm, it's really hard to make a review and make it concise. I, 
those guys that do it for IGN, it's like, well, how do you can, how do you condense a, let's say, a hundred plus hour RPG into a ten minute review? Ten minutes is a long time when you get down to it, but but condensing one hundred hours into ten minutes, that's really hard. That's really hard to do. And I'm struggling with... Look, I did Halo. Halo 1. That was a 10-hour campaign with multiplayer. I played multiplayer and everything. I experienced what I needed to experience in the game. And yet, it took me an hour. Talk about somebody that 100%ed it. Beat it on Legendary. Has, I don't know what, on multiplayer. Gosh. Gosh. Wow. Alright, alright. Moving on, moving on. Uh, Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit, I talked about that. It, Gosh, I don't even know if it... That's one of those games... I guess it's more of a... It's one of those that I would have to review after I've played through Life is Strange, because that's part of that series. So, Life is Strange 1, 2, the new one that's coming out, and this... It would have to be some sort of sequential order with that. That's that's kind of how I want to do it. And Metal Gear Solid, going back to that. I've done Metal Gear 1. I've already done Metal Gear 1. So it, it's, But it's still part of the my rules as to either by storyline or by release order. So I went with Metal Gear 1. Next game, I, I think I'd rather go from there as Metal Gear Solid 3, then go to Portable Ops, then Peace Walker 5, then then do Metal Gear 2, then Solid, Solid 2, then 4. That's probably how I would do it. And then Acid and Acid 2, they're just... I don't know, gosh, I played a little bit. I, you know, they're card-based games. I, I'm not really into them. I doubt if I'll ever beat Acid or Acid 2. But there's a lot of Metal Gear left for me to go with 2, 3, and Peace Walkers. And, and Rising. Rising. I, st- I have Rising as well. Just sitting in the backlog waiting for me to play it on the Xbox 360. So that's, that's going to take a bit. And that Life is Strange will take a bit as well. And, gosh, tell me why. It seems like the, it's one of those choose-your-adventure types of things. And, hmm, those are the games that, once more, I, I feel like I would have to experience the different endings in order to get through it. But reviewing it, I guess the mechanics isn't that bad because it's pretty much just move your character around and then choose options and then they go from there it's not really a difficult concept to grasp it's just about how do you feel the story went and whether or not any of the movements and choosing options are janky these from tell me why it was very polished and along the edge was just basically just move your controller i played with controller but it's just choosing text options really that's that's what it is for the most part so it's not not that deep, not that deep with regards to that. Anyways, oh, where was I going? Where am I going? Where am I? Yeah. Uh, and then uh, let's see. 
Yeah, folks, and let's see. Another game that's on this list, the Stanley Parable. The Stanley Parable was a fun night of getting through games. I went through a a bit of a, (laughs) well, some issues early on, uh, I guess in the middle of this year, with my mental health and things like that, so... And I will openly admit it, I basically did it already on this podcast, as Master Chief guides me to my next destination here. But the Stanley Parable was a nice game to jump into with regards to that, because it's really all about control and whether you, the player, have control over the situation that is given to you, or is it the game that has control? Mm, what did the designers want to control in your experience? And the Stanley Parable is that. The Stanley Parable is a game that puts you into the place of a man named Stanley. And, well, he's a typical office worker, works in a room, just types on the keyboard. But then one day discovers that everybody in the office has vanished mysteriously and you're the only one in the building and what the heck is going on and from there you'll see what the heck is going on so Stanley Parable gosh I feel like that that game is a game where yes you'll have multiple endings as well but I, it might be one that I, I I could review if I if I need to sure not review quickly because I'm trying to at least develop a review for a game once a week. I'm trying to get on a steady schedule regardless of what's going on with me at work. And the Stanley Parable seems like a title that could do that because it's it's not very long. You can go online and find a map of all the different outcomes and you can you can find the different outcomes basically in in one sitting in one sitting you can play through this entire game in one sitting and it's more of an experimental game with regards to just how do you want it to control it's a, it's from a first person perspective and you go from there it's a bits of the game that get a little existential crisis-y, and it's about control, whether you have control over yourself or you just let things be as they are and not worry about that type of question. Just let the story play itself out the way that the narrator is telling you to. So how do you, you want to go about your own playthrough of the game. And you could say it could be about your own life as well, but I don't think it's that deep. Anyways, next we have 1943, the Battle of Midway, classic arcade shooter, World War II style in aesthetic, in setting, made by Capcom, part of the Capcom Arcade Stadium, which is a, well, it, it really, it's a collection of 
a lot of Capcom's arcade classics that you can buy individually or you can buy them in different packs. And every once in a while, they will give them away. I only have two games, uh, Ghosts and Goblins and 1943 as part of that collection. So I, I, I played through those. No, well, I don't think I've played through Ghosts and Goblins. I, don't, I, don't, I may not have gotten through all of that. But, well, Battle of Midway. And you, yes, you do have save states and things like that in this. So you can beat these retro arcade classics if you've never been able to beat them before. <laughs> you have unlimited coins. You can simulate that if you want to. You can change the different settings. It's really, it's a really nice thing to, to have. Especially if you never got a chance to beat these games when you were younger. If, if you lived during the day when arcades were prominent around the early 90s through the 80s, yes. But if you aren't, unless you're into retro games, I'm not sure how much of a kick you'll get out of 1943. Uh, these are solid arcade shooters. That, that Capcom has on there. 1943 is one of them. They have their other 1940s set of shooters on there. So it's not just that, but uh, yeah, you, you can get through it real quickly, especially with the save states and all that. So it's not, it's not overwhelming like it was before. And I, gosh, I, I don't know if I can do these arcade games justice with regards to reviewing them because maybe I guess really more to the content of the game rather than the experience of playing it because I and look I I can say that I yes I have reviewed games from the NES library in the 80s that have been helped with the fact that I have safe states with the fact that I have that I have rewind features so when I discuss the difficulty of a game it, it may not be as one would expect if they had the original form of the game or even prior releases before they added save states and rewind features However, I will oftentimes try to note whether whether that aided in my experience or or if I can understand, oh, people might have found this frustrating without these features. So I will try and make a note of that when I when I do discuss these these old games. Um, so, uh, uh, continuing on, we have Psycho Dream. So Psycho Dream. It, that that's a really short game. It's gosh, that, that's more of a you know, arcade platformer. This is it's another one of those games. I, I, I remember it, it's gosh, it, it is it is kind of like a it's an action style game, I believe, from what I remember. And it it uh, let's see, I'm trying to think of what it was it kind of got freaky towards the end for sure but i think this is one once i look back at it because i went through it i enjoyed it for what it was obviously with the nintendo switch online this is a super nintendo game so i 
benefited from once more the rewind features. And when as we're going through these 2021 games that I've beaten, I'm or games that I've beaten in 2021, not games that are released in 2021 that I've beaten because I don't tend to buy many video games that are released same year unless they're from Nintendo for the most part. But we're going to get into a lot of different little uh, just these 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 retro titles that have been helped by those features so I, I'm not going to be able to give you the oh authentic experience I have a enhanced experience for the most part going forward from here next is a trio of it, just the short indie titles that were are all connected in, in a sort of way with the, called the Change Architect, the Night Fisherman, and the Outcast Lovers, and it's 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 more of an art piece than anything else, a, a, a political sociological statement than anything else about immigration, about about uh, sexuality. Sometimes it just about politics, it, it's it's part of that, and you go through them, they're not very long at all, in fact, I don't, don't even know if they were even really games, I think they were just in, I guess, glorified 3D animations than anything else, storyline, graphic novel-ish type of deal, so I'm not going to review them, I'm not, I just kind of went through them. They are considered video games. And according to howlongtobeat.com, they still have a set amount of time to beat them. I did within that time frame, and that was it. We're done. Next, Tecmo Bowl. So I went through Tecmo Bowl, of course, aided by the NES, Nintendo Switch Online <laughs> service to game the system. Because, well, you can have an undefeated season and just absolutely run up the score thanks to the rewind feature. The RNG in the game is pretty predictable. In fact, it's kind of already set when you do a play already. So, when when you're ready to start to play. So, you can just hit rewind and you already know what the defense is about to do. They're not really going to change much of their pattern and you can exploit defense very easily. So I won't review Tecmo Bowl. It's a classic football game. American football game for my international listeners out there. It's an American football game. It's a it's a classic. It's probably the first one that most people think about that really did it right. And it's still fun to players. It's still fun to players to, to do this and play this game. But I can't really say much else with regards to all oh, the experience. I'd say, look, if you like American football and they do have the, I think, I think they, they, I think the, the NFL Players Association still allowed their license to be used, but not the NFL teams. So you can still get a an experience of football from 19, I think, either 88 or 89. And 
feel what it was like back then with those rosters. So that, that's pretty cool. A call back to the past. There we go. Next. Next we have King of Fighters 2002 Unlimited Match. Got it on PC. And... Gosh. This is a 2D fighter. 2D fighter. Akin to Street Fighter, of course. But SNK was the... Really the... Truly the only notable competition to Capcom with regards to their 2D fighting games, 2D pixelated style fighting fighting games, hand-drawn, whatever you want to call it, because, man, SNK is, they got some really, really great animators, and this game is one of those games, and it's presented just as well in 2D and everything like that. Of course, this is released in 2002, so it looks looks really, really good, really fluid. There is online play, but it's it's run through the PC, so you, it's it's not really it's think of yes, online play in the PC in 2000 and the early 2000s, 2002 wasn't as simple for people to access as back then. So you can it's still playable online. You can still do that, but you have to know how to find the right ports and things like that in order to get onto the servers and do it that way but yeah yeah there's there's plenty of plenty of people to play that online and look they have different difficulties i went through the easiest difficulty just to get through it just to have an experience of it there's different options as well with regards to the the fighter there's tons of fighters on there too so tons of fighters on there from different series in snk's stable of Fighting franchises, Fatal Fury, Art of Fighting, Samurai Warriors, and the like. They're all there. They're all represented. Yep, yep, yep. Next, Adventures of Lolo. Adventures of Lolo. So Lolo, which is tangentially connected to the Kirby series, because this was made before Kirby, but they have appeared in Kirby games, thus they are a Nintendo franchise. And yeah, Adventures of Lolo. I guess, uh, puzzle adventure game. Puzzle adventure game. You've got a single screen room. you got to figure out a way to find the key and and open uh, the, I think it was a treasure chest or something like that. Yeah, you're finding treasure and trying to get through each of the levels and, and then beat the game and get through it all. So, Adventures of Lolo. Gosh, I don't remember much. I played these so much long ago. And it, this was in a, at a point where I was just trying to knock games out. Just one game after another, after another. And I really wasn't taking in much of the experience. I, I, because I was moving on to the next game and I wasn't able to sit down and like, okay, let's, let's write down a review anyways and trying to get my thoughts down before I move on to the next game. And that might be a good way for me to 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 prepare for these future reviews is to as soon as I beat a game, I sit down, I write out a, a script, even if I'm gonna if I'm not gonna use it right away, but I can have it in the back burner, have it on my Google Drive, and just wait there before I move on and then like, hey, I need to turn out a review. Okay, let's see what I got here. Because now it's 
months, months later since I played Adventures of Lolo, and I I don't remember much from the experience. I know the style of game it was. I I, I got through it, but it's still not as impactful to me. And you may say that, well, that might be indicative of its quality. And I wouldn't say so. I just feel like that's not really what's happening here. What's 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 happening is that I just I've taken a while before I got night. And I'm not going to remember every gaming experience as well as as others. So, so some will be more forgettable. Some may just be, uh, I remember a little bit. Some I might remember the entire ride. So we'll, we'll see. I'll see if I, I'm going to have to look at some of these past games and remember some and, and try and get back. But who knows? Who knows? There's so many games in the in my completed list that to theoretically review all of them starting now would be a huge undertaking because I would have to create uh, it would have to be a daily review I would have to pop out a review daily for each game and the way that I want to do the reviews the way that I have been doing them with the editing and all that stuff I feel like that is the way I want to do it. And if I want to do it that way, that's going to take time. Because for me to write out a script and all that stuff and then record it, then edit it, then add music and make sure all of the descriptions together. And not only that, I, I try and provide people, especially if a game is available for a current console, because if, if it's available for a retro console, then, gosh, I, I will only refer to it as far as, oh, where can you buy this game? I, I will only call back to it as long as there's, as there's a copy of it produced on, on Amazon. Or, because, like, Xbox 360 game. There's still a lot of Xbox 360 games that are being sold, so I can try and find it on Amazon and boom. Or it might be on the Xbox store, because a lot of Xbox... 360 games are still on there or are, are being sold on there and okay go go do that but if if it takes oh you have to find it on ebay i'm not gonna put the ebay listing i'm just not just I'm just not gonna do it you go out and find it yourself from there on it so yeah 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 but some of these it's just like oh man, like these nes games like mike tyson's punch out it's there's Mike Tyson's Punch Out or just regular Punch Out featuring Mr. Dreams, what do you want to call it? That game, maybe it's available. I think it's available on Nintendo 3DS and Wii U, so I, I will link to that. But physical copy of the game on the NES? Huh. Yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna be able to send you the, to a link for that. It's just gonna be there. Like, okay, it's on Wii U, it's on 3DS, or you pay for the 3DS or Nintendo Switch Online subscription and play it on there. That's that's it. That's 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 how you're gonna find it. And I will, but I will only link to places that you can actually buy the game. So for for systems, either it's most likely an Xbox 360, the the PS4, the 
the PS5, the Xbox One, the Xbox Series X and S, the Nintendo Switch, the 3DS, and the Wii U. Because from I think the Wii Shop, the Wii Shop channel is done, so you, you can't buy any digital games on the Wii. And I believe the DSi Shop is also done. But a lot of those games are still available on a 3DS. So that's why it's, it's not as, as devastating on the DS. So uh, I'll, I'll look. I, I will look. I will look and try and link it there and, and, and see. And see. But if it's not there, then you're on your own. I'm trying to find a copy of a retro game that I will be referencing. And uh, <laughs> talked about Punch-Out. That is the next game on the list. Uh, hard. Hard. Very hard game. Very much requires dedication to recognizing patterns, losing a lot. I was, of course, helped by the Nintendo Switch Online's Rewinds feature and the save feature. But even then, that game took time to get through because sometimes you get on a roll with the match and you're, you're, you're doing good and you're recognizing the patterns. But other other time, it's like it's it's quick reflexes that you need for this game. It truly is. It, it truly is one of those games that really does stand the test of time. That game, its sequel, Super Punch Out, which I also beat, and I believe it was this year too. And I haven't played the Wii Punch Out. I have not played that. I think the only one left in the series is the arcade version. I don't believe Nintendo's going to re-release that. However, yeah, Punch-Out on... Uh, gosh, all of them. It's just a matter of recognizing those patterns and and having quick reflexes and knowing when, where. Like, it, it truly is... It, like boxing, it's 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 a mind game as much as it is a physical game. It is about you reading your opponent, but it's as much your reflexes on the buttons. So, Punch Out may be one of the best simulations of a sport in ever, 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 ever. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really kidding when I say that. Gosh, so the, you want to, you want to challenge? Go play Punch Out. There's a reason why people who have beaten Punch Out feel really accomplished, and and you may want to brag about beating Punch Out because it's, it's not an easy video game. It's not, but it's so engaging that you want to play it more. You, you, you want to make sure that you can get better at it and move on to the next fighter. It, it, it evokes all the best qualities of, of boxing, of feeling like you're, you're, you're the underdog and being these, these, these other fighters and, and the favorites. And, all those feelings of Rocky and, and, and again, it, it truly is a product of its time of the 1980s, but it, it holds up so much. And, and Nintendo could realistically have 
another punch out game on the switch it's totally possible arms may be kind of a sequel i don't know not really a sequel but it's it's in the same vein in a way it's a little more advanced because you have movement and stuff like that but it it, it does feel the same way like that but it's and i wouldn't say it's completely the same it's just about punching but yeah uh okay right, let's let's move on let's move on let's let's keep going we we got more we got more drop alive so drop alive is a short but challenging game it's a platformer in which you are a drop of water that needs to make it to a lake or something like that. You're, yeah, you're, you're trying to make it to a lake. But the the challenge becomes that because you are a drop of water and as you roll along and traverse the landscapes and the levels, you will start to evaporate. So your, your character will become smaller and smaller. Now, that doesn't really affect their ability to jump, which is you have, you have control over them. You, have, you can control them with the directional pad or the or, or a joystick, as I played it with with a controller rather than a mouse and keyboard, but, or maybe, probably strictly a keyboard. It's probably a strictly a keyboard game. And regardless, I mean, that's how I played it. I played it on Steam. And... The the little drop of water has there's hazards and things like that, things that'll dry you out, things that'll instantly pop you, even though you're not a bubble, but you'll you'll just splay out and just you're all liquidy and you're done. You try to maintain your form as a as a drop of water, as a spherical esque drop of water. And you you traverse the levels. Now, of course, some of the levels will have, like, I guess, a re- not, not really a recharge, but essentially there will be drops of water that will be falling down or maybe a, a, bo- a small, tiny little body of water in which you can jump into and it will restore yourself to your former, I guess, your biggest size that you can get and then go from there. Platforming is pretty tight. I, I didn't find any sort of issue with regards to it. Uh, it's just all about timing and smooth with the obstacles and things like that. Your typical platformer, but I I felt it was engaging enough. It, it's not a long game. It's not very long, but it'll give you an hour's worth, I believe, of of fun gameplay. And then once you're done, you're done. There's not really much there are certain collectibles in the game that you can collect and they're off the beaten path a bit but not too much and you just beat it so that's really my review of drop alive i believe it was free to play anyway anyways i believe it's already it's just being given out for free so go ahead and if you need something to do on your pc (laughs) you don't need the you don't need the strongest rig in order to play this game, it's 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 a hand-drawn 2D style of a platformer. You're a tiny little drop of water, so you're, all, all the backgrounds that you're you're going to experience are just various nature and escapes, and just from the perspective of a little drop of water. 
But yeah, uh, what's more, like if you're looking for just a little something, a little something, a little, a little tiny platformer you can get through really quickly, uh, I'd say play it. Uh, it's not anything I would say, oh, go out of your way to get a PC and download Steam and, and, and get it. I, I wouldn't say that if you don't already have Steam on your PC. But if you do, and you want to kill a little bit of time, then okay, do it. Do it. Especially if you like platformers, why not? It's not a bad one. It's not a bad one at all. There you go. That's, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to make a much longer review than that. It's Drop Alive. It's there are achievements in the game, but the achievements are essentially for beating each level of the game, which I believe there's only like 10 of them. So it's not, once more, not a long game. Not a long game at all. Okay. Metroid Prime Blast Ball. Right now, it is... This game was released as a sort of... I don't know if you call it a prequel to Metroid Prime Federation Force. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's a demo of the game, but it is a... a multiplayer-focused sport in which... and I might as well review it here as well because this is not worthy of its own standalone review as opposed to the normal Metroid Prime Federation Force, which I do have, which I have not beaten. And I have already started playing it, but I just... It, the game is not as compelling as a normal other Metroid game. And maybe me playing Metroid Dread, I can play that alongside it and try and get through those games. But who knows? Regardless, Blast Ball was I only played single player. I couldn't I couldn't find anybody to play online. Yes, it does have online multiplayer. But at this point, Nintendo 3DS, there's there's not many players playing online any game on Nintendo 3DS aside from probably like Pokemon and maybe like Mario Kart. And maybe, or maybe that tiny pocket of people that are playing Super Smash Brothers for 3DS online on there exclusively and not on the Switch or the Wii U. <laughs> so there you go. Yet, uh, yet uh, so I played against the bots only, and I completed all the challenges in, the, in, in this tiny little game by beating every enemy. It's not that difficult, but moving around with these mechs, these tiny little mech suits that they, that the main characters pop into, and and you shoot to to. It, okay, so the the objective of the game is there's a ball in the middle. It's like soccer. It's like soccer. So there's a ball in the middle. You have to get the ball into the other team's goal. And you, you, you do that by shooting the ball with your, your charge beam. And that's it. So, but of course, your car can also, your mech can also break down. You can take damage as players can try and take you out as, as a strategy in the game. It's, it's an idea that I think could work on a grander scale. But on the 3DS, it's just, it's too slow. 
The controls aren't that great, especially without a second stick, unless you have a new Nintendo 3DS. But I'm not going to invest in one right now unless I find it for cheap. And even then, I I don't know what I would do with it because I'm not going to be playing it much. But yeah, Nintendo 3DS, it's Federation Force and Blast Ball. Those two games... Well, I'm going to try and get through Federation Force and, and, and withhold my own judgment for that game alone. But from Blast Ball, there's a reason why Metroid was kind of going through a dark period after Other M released. And Nintendo didn't really know what to do with the franchise. And Blast Ball was born. And maybe Nintendo was trying to create something. I think it released in 2016. So I believe Nintendo was trying to do something with the franchise, maybe try and see if that could spin off into something else. Maybe trying to get some of that Rocket League crowd in on it. But it, it just isn't the same. And Blast Ball is just too slow, too clunky, and just... Uh, I wouldn't go out of my way, and this is how I'm going to say whether I recommend this or not. It's not bad. It's just not good. (laughs) It's not great. It's not bad. It's just meh. And I, I wouldn't go out of my way to find a 3DS to download this before Nintendo takes it off the servers and shut down and shuts down the Nintendo 3DS eShop. Like, that. that's... it's uh, and, and once more, if you find Metro Prime Federation Force, the game is in there anyways. This was a... a just kind of like a preview of the controls that you would you would eventually have in, in Federation Force. And yeah. Yeah, so... But yeah, I'm reviewing it as its own standalone thing. Blast Ball, I wouldn't go out of my way to to find a copy of that and 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 download it and play through it. Just just get Blast Ball with Federation Force and, and play it like that. But even then, I doubt there's anybody playing it online. I doubt if there are if there are people playing that online. Okay, let's let's move on. All right, so now we've got so now we've got super dodgeball. And this is another NES sports title, meaning I I cheated my way through this. Uh, it would be an injustice for me to review this game. But it controls really well for an NES title, for only having four buttons and a directional pad. This game controls very well, very well indeed. And, uh, and there are people that, that have fond memories of Super Dodgeball. Uh, I... I I, I wholeheartedly recommend playing this, and hopefully you can find a, a friend that will play with you and you guys have 1v1 matches. 
because this it's it's fun. It's a it's a fun little game. Pro wrestling. Oh gosh, I don't even know. Okay, so pro wrestling. I I, I went through the entire thing. I got the the championship belt and 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 defended my title at the same time. So I played through it essentially twice, and I have no idea how the game works and functions and controls. It all felt random to me. I just mashed buttons and hoped a good outcome would happen. I save stated, I rewind feature to cheat my way through. And even then, I have no idea how I was able to pull it off. Pro Wrestling is one of those black box Nintendo Entertainment System games that was part of the launch of the system, the first batch of games that came out for Nintendo. And... It's it's rough. It's it's very very rough. It's 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 incredibly rough. And this one, this one, I I don't. If you have another wrestling game that's that's much newer in, in any way, shape, or form, either on the Genesis or Super Nintendo or N sixty four or PS one or PS two, GameCube, what have you, play that. Play that. I don't know which is worse, this or WWE 2K20. I'm not sure. I don't know, but but pro wrestling is is not not good. It's not good. It's it's just not good. So I, I don't recommend them. Same thing with soccer. The same thing with soccer. Black box NES. It's just not. Like it's soccer, but it's not great soccer and there are so many other options for good soccer games later on on the NES or going into other systems in the future that it it just isn't worth playing soccer even on Nintendo Switch Online and especially not worth buying soccer on the 3DS or the Wii U so don't don't buy it please Please just just move on to something else. Next, we have Solomon's Key. So Solomon's Key. Solomon's Key was an early NES title, and it, it does feel that way. It's very simplistic in its in its presentation. And then you will get later on Fire and Ice, which is the prequel to the game, but the sequel in terms of release. And Fire and Ice is beautifully animated for an NES game. Like, wow, I was incredibly impressed. But Solomon's Key is not. Solomon's Key is very rough. It's a puzzle adventure game, much in the same vein, you would say, as... Well, it's different than Fire and Ice. Fire and Ice and, and Solomon's Key play differently. They, they have different objectives with regards to getting through it. And I, I would only say, because I, I don't know if I'll do a standalone Solomon's Key review, to be honest. But if I do, I do. But regardless, I'll give you my thoughts right now anyways. Solomon's Key is for people that strictly like puzzle platformers or puzzle adventure games and like the mystery and the intrigue, especially from that era. If you're willing to 
to put up with the abstractness because there are points in this game where I had to do something, but it was not communicated to you on the screen. And you are essentially shooting in the dark when you don't have unlimited resources to do that or nor unlimited lives. It, it, it is, there are points in the game where it's, it is not obvious and you have to just make, make the best of it with the will or, or just find a tutorial on YouTube or a walkthrough somewhere online to guide you in that sense. This is one of those, I guess, uh, James Rolfe, the angry video game nerd, described it as a Nintendo power game. It's one of those games that that requires you to find a guide because he may you could hey for a challenge yes you want to do it on your own without any help go ahead and do it that's if that's the way you roll but if you're normal I wouldn't say I'm normal but if you're like me and at some point you do get frustrated. I would say just find a guide online to to help you through some of the challenges in the game. With a puzzle platform or a puzzle game in general, I, I would I try to solve it on my my own, but eventually there comes a point, and it's usually probably like ten minutes after. If I'm taking like ten minutes to try and solve something. And the levels are normally resolved within five minutes. Then that's when I, I will start consulting a guide, because it doesn't matter the rewind or save states here. It, if you can't solve the puzzle, you can't solve the puzzle. And it's not like an action game or, or a regular platforming game or sports where you can just rewind and and then okay, just get better at the, your reflexes. No, this is about your mind. And that's different. If you can't resolve it, then you either put it down and come back later or you consult a guide and get through it that way. So Solomon's Keys is very much one of those games. And Fire and Ice is just much more well-made, but of course it was made towards the end of the Nintendo Antimesis' lifespan. So it made sense by that point that the developers and the animators and everything like that just were able to create a much more polished experience. That made sense. Okay, next. Next, we have Ghosts and Goblins. Ghosts and Goblins. So, this is the NES version of the game, not the arcade version. And you have to go through the game twice in order to beat it. But the Thanks to the angry video game nerd, I I always remember to get the knife. (laughs) I always remember to get the knife as the best weapon in the game, but there comes a point where the knife is not the best weapon in the game. You know, there's, oh gosh, it's just, Ghosts and Goblins is just still brutally, it's, 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 it's unfair. It is brutally unfair. If you're used to that and... I only recommend Ghosts and Goblins for people that are willing to suffer through a game. If you really like Dark Souls, 
because, man, let's face it, I'm sure Dark Souls is inspired by a game like this. It's games that are hard. Games that are meant to be hard. Go ahead. Go for this one. Go for it. But... I, I use the rewind feature so much in this game that it's it's ridiculous. And... I on I don't get how people got through this game without the help of safe states, without the help of rewind, without the help of a of a game genie. It's it's, it's ridiculous. And this is the NES version, not the arcade version. And every every game in the series is hard. Every and they made a new one. They made a new one. Capcom made a new Ghosts and Goblins game and put it out, and it's still as insanely difficult as it ever was. So, Sir Arthur is... uh, Gosh, man. Sorry, but you need to get... You need to find a way to get stronger. Is there any more armor that you can put on top of your other armor? You need, like, 12 layers of armor in order for us to get through the game. Because yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Okay. Next we have Ice Climber. This is this is another old one. Another one of those uh, initial batches of NES games. Right, an early Famicom game, just just one of those that I'm very surprised they made it to Super Smash Brothers because their game there's not much to draw from. There just there just isn't. You climb up a mountain, you make it all the way to the top, you you jump on a bird, and you go to the next level, and it's very. Slippery controls. Jumping is a hassle. It's it's not great. It's not a great game. It's challenging, I would say that, but this is This is not a good it's not great. It's, there's a reason why there wasn't a sequel to this. There's a reason why Nintendo hasn't made a new ice climber. Now, of course, if they made a new Ice Climber today, it would be polished and tight and and look great and all that stuff. Like I, I would assume so, but this game, no. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I wouldn't go out of my way to get it. I wouldn't. A physical copy of this game? No way. We, uh, Wii U eShop, 3DS eShop. Still no. Still no. Still, I'm still not recommending it to you. Nintendo Switch Online, look, if you want if you want a little history into this, this character and Super Smash Brothers, go ahead, go through it. Use the rewind feature as much as you want, save states, what have you, get through all the levels, and boom, you're done. But, and this isn't a game that has an ending, it's just, it keeps going. But, it, no. Just no. Nah. Nah, no, nah, no. Nah. Nope. 
and I'm not going to review it on its own. This is these are my thoughts right now. I'm not going back to ice cleaning. I'm just not. I'm just not going to go back to it. I'm, I'm not going to play this game. Okay. Now, I don't know why I put this on here as a completed game, but because it's not really a game. This is Ultimate Epic Battle Simulator. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, Ultimate Epic Battle Simulator is as the name suggests. It is a battle simulator, and you, you can fight whatever you put on there in first-person mode, or you can have two factions, maybe even three factions of things that can go off and fight each other. So Ultimate Epic Battle Simulator is just randomness. Just randomness on the screen of two things. That If you want mammoths to fight zombies... That's what you can do. You know that meme where it's like, I guess what you you have, uh, you want to defeat what like twelve lions or something like that, and and well, or or it was like no, pick pick two of these things on this list and and then have them defend you against these other things. And it's like what like twelve lions, like four bears. Uh, like the, the, like ten thousand rats and like five eagles, or it, it, it was like a, a meme like that, like or a list like that. That's what you can do with this. It's it's, and I got it for free. It's it's I didn't pay for it. It is it's just for you to have fun and dick around with. I mean, this developer was probably developing something else was like, oh, this is pretty fun, and they just decided, okay, well, we'll we'll just make this and put it out there and see if people like it, and some YouTubers will probably stream it, and you'll have fun, there'll be a few laughs, and then people will move on with their lives. There you go. Pretty much a meme video game than anything else. Brawl Brothers. So Brawl Brothers is a beat-em-up in the same vein as the Streets of Rage or a Final Fight. So a 2D beat-em-up game. You have a horizontal plane. You can go up and down vertically. Uh, but not very much. And yeah, you go from left to right, right to left. Beat some people up. Grab a weapon or two. Restore your health. And you see random food on the ground and... And you, you, you fight a few bosses and you, know, you save the day. Brawl Brothers. I, I thought it was a good one. Uh, I, there aren't... I don't think the beat-em-up genre around that time... I'm sure there were a couple stinkers, but... Uh, I think for the most part, most were good. Most were good. Some average ones. Sure, people... Will, oh, there's always the... The, the debate of which is better. You have uh, Final Fight or you have Streets of Rage. Now, of course, Streets of Rage just released a new version. Streets of Rage 4, that just came out this year. And, well, we got... I don't think we've had a Final Fight in a while. I think Final Fight characters have appeared in, like, Street Fighter and things like that. But aside from that, you're not going to get them in anything else. So, 
there's uh, yeah there but uh, yeah brawl brothers I, I had fun I, I if you're into the genre go ahead I, I recommend it I, I think it's 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 representative of the the genre at the time I feel like it it hits all the same points that the other ones do you have I believe four different playable characters and usually it's yeah it's usually around Three to three to four playable characters in these games. There's always at least two. There's always at least one woman character, and this game has one woman character. But uh, they they have their own special, unique abilities as well. And of course, the power move that they have drains their health, much like other. Gosh, man, that's like the worst thing about a beat 'em up is is that where they like okay, your best move is going to drain your health though. That's the only way of. I guess punishing you for using essentially a screen a screen clearing move, but once more, that's that's that was the genre, that was that's the style, that's the way it is. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's. I, I would go. I would. I would recommend it to people that that like the genre, and then if you're interested in a retro retro game like that, I I don't think it's one of the bad ones. Um, Especially on the Switch Online service, Super Nintendo game, so you got your your save states and your rewind, and you can fix your mistakes and go from there. Go from there. Next, we oh Cyber Hook. So I did a review for this game already. That happened earlier this year. Uh, I, this is one of those games where I really, I really needed to get a review out for this game because I. I wholeheartedly love this game. This this game was was so much fun to get through. I still remember the feeling of playing this game right now. That's that this is one of those games that really did impact me. That I could give a review for it right now if I wanted to. That that's that's how much I, I felt good about this game. That uh, go ahead, go 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 find it, go play it, listen to my review if you want to hear my thoughts on it myself. But I can't recommend this game enough. It's on the Switch. It's on the PC. I don't believe it's been released on the Xbox or the PlayStation 4 or 5. So go go get it. Go find it. Go play it. Please, 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 please support these developers so that they can make a new game in the series. Maybe make this an adventure game of some sort. I don't know. Just... It's 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 obviously inspired by something like Bionic Commando or or Metroid uh, with the grappling hook and Metroid Prime, you know that that. It, gosh, man, this is such a good game. Ah, the aesthetic is great. I, I wow, what in an incredibly polished game at that. Like, uh, remember I, I talked about Cluster Truck and how I didn't really get a sense of. For me, it felt hard for me to get a sense of my 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 own place with regards to the first person perspective. Like I just didn't really have a too much at times a grasp as to where I am in relation to everything else. But I felt that with Cyberhawk, and maybe it's because you can slow down time, even though you can do the same thing in in Cluster Truck. But it, it's it's much more well executed in Cyberhawk. And you have the, the grappling hook and the same thing as Cluster Truck, but it's much more well executed in Cyberhook. Cyberhook is just, just a really well-polished video game. 
has online leaderboards for high scores and speed runs, what have you, has a marathon mode, and just has, I think, like 100, 100 or so levels. Like, it, it is, it is the complete package. And, man, it, it, if I had to have a Game of the Year award, this would be nominated. <laughs> this would be nominated for sure. For sure, this would be nominated. My Game of the Year isn't games that were released this year. It's games that I played and beat this year. That's that's what I would have. Uh, and I might actually do that at the end of this year. So, who knows? We'll see. We shall see. Next. Next, we have Star Soldier. So, Star Soldier, like this is a 2D shooter. So, don't really, don't remember much. There are a lot of people that like these shoot-em-up games. And, look, I played through them, but I am very much a person that doesn't have the patience to get through them all on my own without the help of save states and rewind. And this is on the NES and and yeah, I, I know. Uh, Shadow of the Ninja. So there's an action game uh, in the same, yes, action game, same vein as you would say, like Ninja Guide and things like that. Um, I, I enjoyed this. I, I, I enjoyed this. I, th- there's a few games here that are in these, these action style 2D games that I, I, I think are, are really pretty cool to get through. Uh, the same with the Vice Project Doom. Then you have Double Dragon 2, Double Dragon 1, which is uh, not that great. But those games and those veins are indicative of the era. Like, they, they just... They, a lot of games were of this genre. Because on the Nintendo Entertainment System, the NES, or even the, to the MSX, or the Sega Master System, just systems of that time you could finally make games of this caliber. And a lot of developers took advantage of it, and there are really good ones. I think Shadow of the Ninja was good. Vice Project Doom had fun with that. I I, I think they were really... A lot of developers were getting very much... the grasp of the power that they could, that they had and, and what they could convey on the screen now. And yeah, I, I, I don't remember too much from these games that I just mentioned right now, but I, I do remember, I, I think Double Dragon 1, I, that one's a hard one to go back to. Double Dragon 2 was better. Double Dragon 2 was better. I will say that. But uh, I, I think I, I like Vice, Project Doom, and, and Shadow of the Ninja more than those two. So I uh, haven't reviewed those yet. Bubble Cat's Rescue. Gosh, is this like... Uh, this was like... I forgot what game this... This is uh, like a match... At the very least, a match three puzzle type of game in a sense. In, in some sort of sense, you shoot bubbles at 
at other bubbles and and then those bubbles get popped by the corresponding color and and yeah this is a competently made puzzle game it's not it's not a unique puzzle concept it's been done time and time before on different systems and and different and, and on mobile phones so it's not anything that unique however I would say that, gosh, it's not anything I would be like, oh, go out of your way to get into something Switch and get this, but it's free to it's free to play if you're getting sick of, or you need a little break from the Legends of Breath of the Wild, you need a bit of a palate cleanser for some reason, then Old Cat's Rescue might do the trick for you. However, I, it's not like, it's it's not... Like anything, I would say, oh, you could get this for sure, but it's it's a competently made puzzle game. I don't really find anything wrong with it. It's not bad, not great, but it's not bad. Nothing's wrong with the game. So, and it's free to play. It's probably like five MBs. Or something like that. It's something ridiculously small that it it'll fit on your Nintendo Switch. Don't worry, don't worry. You don't have to log in to anything. You don't need to make an account to play this on, on Bubble Cat's Rescue. It's just there for some reason. It was released. It is there. I don't know. Yeah. So. Okay. So we're getting towards the end of my journey here. So I'm gonna wrap this up for now. For now, so for this this entry of of recounting the backlog, uh, I, we're not done yet. We're not done yet, but we're 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 starting to get some memories jogged up once more of these games that I did play. And look, these are. These are just experiences, and I, I tried to get a nice variety of different games, especially the retro stuff. And I hope that when I do talk about these, people listen to me and are like, you know what, I actually might want to try that out. Now that he kind of gave me an idea of what it would be like, and he kind of sounds like someone like me, and maybe, maybe I'll be into it. And I give a lot of games chances. I give a lot of games chances. But there are some games that I wholeheartedly do not like. Or I, I just did not have a great experience at the end. Let's say Epic Mickey 2. Epic Mickey 2. Epic Mickey 2. I, 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 I felt it wasn't as bad as a lot of reviewers made it out to, to be. But it's very clear that the Wii U version was not optimized with regards to its performance. The frame rate dips quite a bit. But it's not... And of course, handling the, the paintbrush with the, the the right joystick or what have you is not ideal at all. It's better with the Wii Remote on the Wii version of the game. But they didn't give you even that option on the Wii U. So there are mistakes in that game but i i can't say that i i 
I had a really bad experience. There were just nagging things about it, but I don't think the the experience that I had was bad. And then there's Sonic Lost World where I really like the music and even the level design was confidently made, but the execution of Sonic's movements and gameplay and, and controls really took me out of the experience and I couldn't get past it. As much as I love Sonic the Hedgehog, as much as I wanted to give that game itself a chance, I just couldn't. I just couldn't. And I... I well done out there. And I mean, uh, yeah, Master Chief is telling me out. I'm here. Just And I, I couldn't get out of my head that, like, wow, this game really is not as good as Generations, the game before it. It's just not as good. Why? Why did they switch things up? There's more frustration from Sega out of anything. Like, why did you guys do the Sonic team? Why did you guys... Why did you guys change up the formula so much that it rendered this game... I wouldn't say unplayable. There are people that play it and enjoy it for what it is, but and you got used to the controls. But I, I, I didn't like it. I just didn't. So, well, that's it for me. That's it for me. Thanks everybody for listening to this. I will have another entry at some point as well for this. Uh, you guys can. Uh, Subscribe, favorite this podcast, it'll help me out. I, I, I do earn revenue from this, and I do put it back into the games that I eventually do play and do review. So thank you for all of that. Um, uh, I, I, I have an international audience, so muchas gracias por todo el mundo que está escuchando esto. This is me in Spanish, and I don't know any other languages other than Spanish and English. Uh, merci. thank you but uh, yeah yeah this is going this this podcast is going well no matter how much I've, I've changed throughout it and I really appreciate everybody that's, that's listening to this and I really appreciate the, the wide audience that I have gained from this so thank you all uh, if you have any questions or anything like that there is a a voice message line that's in the description of this video or this not video this, this podcast entry so you can send me questions, and I will try and answer them to the best of my abilities, and we'll go from there. So, toodles.